0: You're listening to Consolidate That. Welcome back to Consolidate That. Ivan, I just had a wonderful experience of listening to you on a webinar. I don't know how much more of your knowledge I need today, so I'm glad we have a guest. I enjoyed hearing from you, and I'm looking forward to hearing from our guest.
1: Are you trying to say that you don't want to hear me after the last hour? Is that that your polite way to do it? Let's have the producers mute Ivan for the rest of the episode and see if it still works. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to see you here, Ryan. We have very exciting guests today. So we have Jeffrey Feldberg. So Jeffrey is a co-founder of Deep Wealth, which providing an M&A advisory service, giving you a certainty that you'll capture the maximum value of your exit or liquidity event. He has 25 years of in the trenches experience in owning running and building businesses from the scratch. Jeffrey graduated from University of Toronto at Scarborough. That was exactly where I arrived 20 years ago as an immigrant in Scarborough and holds a degree in Honours of Political Sciences and Economics and MBA from University of Toronto School of Management. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for finding the time.
2: Hey, Ivan, Ryan. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So this is a very interesting conversation. We like to keep this podcast sort of very diverse. We're within the veterinary domain, but it's interesting to talk about other verticals and other businesses that are going through similar experiences than, than others. So we deal with consolidators and that's a rapid trend right now in our industry. And there is multiple, multiple hospitals that are being acquired. And you deal with a lot of small to medium, I assume, business owners, and you're helping them to prepare for the liquidity event. I just wanted to open up with maybe what main things if you said, you know, Jeffrey Feldberg, list of five main things you need to think about when you're starting to consider selling your business. What are those 3 to 5 things?
2: Absolutely and, you know, it's interesting on this podcast because traditionally we'll be sitting at opposite ends of the table. And for all the listeners out there, you may be saying, Ivan and Ryan have you, have you lost it? You, you brought a guy who helps sellers? maximize the value of their business onto your show? What's going on here?
0: (laughs) Equal opportunity.
2: (laughs) Yeah, equal opportunity. Love it. But the reality is that buyers, as much as the business owners and and the sellers, everyone wants to have a successful, I call it liquidity event. And for all you veterinarians out there, this is really your one chance to make it count. It's going to be the largest, single, biggest financial decision and transaction of your life, at least for most of you. And you don't want to drop the ball. You don't want to blow it. You want to make it count. You want to have Ryan and Ivan come in and say, wow, I am impressed with what I see right off the bat and have that really lead the way for the rest of the liquidity event. And so the first point is exactly that. It is going to be the most important financial decision of Uh, anyone's life. And you want to make sure that, and this gets to the second point, that you're prepared. Because the last thing, Ivan and Ryan, that I'm sure you want to see, you don't want to come into a situation, the business owner, the veterinarian is not prepared, you waste your time, you waste your money, the other side wastes time and money, and you don't get to a deal just because you both agree to disagree from something that never should have happened. And Uh, Not specific to both of you, but generally speaking, when you look to the industry, when you look to the world of mergers and acquisitions, up to 90% of liquidity events fail. And I'm sorry to say this for all you veterinarians out there, the root cause is generally on the seller side, lack of preparation. So preparation is key. And what I find when I work with business owners, and and for everyone listening, this is not theory, it's not from the classroom, it's not academic. This is from my own experience. I started an e-learning company right out of my MBA program, had no business being in business. I was failing forward every day, and my grit and my passion kept me in the game long enough to see success. And when success started to happen, I had a knock at the door from a very sophisticated and experienced buyer. Threw me a seven figure offer. Uh, I said no to the offer and yes to mastering the art and science of a liquidity event. And in my case, uh, very fortunate, two years later, a different buyer, different offer, it was nine figures. I looked at my situation. I took what worked. I made it even better. I took what didn't work. I reverse engineered it. And now I work with business owners for their liquidity event to help make it a smooth transition. And this goes to one of the other points, Ivan and Ryan. When you're not prepared, Three things happen. You lose your health, your money, and your time. And for all you veterinarians out there, Ryan and Ivan, they're going to come in, and as they should, they're going to be asking all kinds of questions to you, otherwise known as due diligence. And if you want to see a grown person cry, just say those two words due diligence. <laughs> so when you prepare ahead of time, you're not forced to go to very expensive outside consultants because you're not going to have the time. You're running your practice. You have a second full time job. Congratulations, it's called a liquidity event when you're prepared, you do it at your own time, your own convenience. Ivan and Ryan walk in, you have your virtual data room ready, and they're like, wow, pinch me, am I dreaming? This is terrific. And nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Ivan and Ryan, maybe you'll even have a higher enterprise value when you see how prepared everyone is and how it's going to make your life so much easier. So a lot to unpack there, but those would be some of the things to think about, before you're selling your practice.
1: So, what are those things that are very important to prepare before the liquidity event? Is there sort of like a checklist that you want to go through and make sure that before you even approach, or if you were approached by someone, what do you want not to say or not to do before you are prepared?
2: Everything that's well done. Really boils down to a very simple story. And you know, I can get all fancy on you with terms like the nine-step roadmap and all these other things. But really, at the end of the day, what are you doing? What is a nine-step roadmap? Our nine-step roadmap of preparation. It has you do two things. So, number one, when you're doing an internal due diligence audit. So before you're having any kind of liquidity event, you're saying, you know, I, I know I'm going to be selling at one point or partnering or having an investor come in at one point, And you start to look at your practice. When you do the preparation ahead of time, number one, you're finding those skeletons in the closet that are there, but they're hidden and you're removing them. And this way, whether Ivan and Ryan, it's yourself that's coming in. Anyone else is going to be looking at this. You're not having as a potential investor or buyer, you're not having to deal with that because it's like anything else. We're we're all humans, buyers, sellers, doesn't matter. We're all humans. And when you come onto the scene and you see something that's there in the back of your mind, as a a buyer, I'd be thinking, oh my goodness, if Jeffrey had this over here, what else don't I know about? I, I better do a little bit of a deeper dive just to make sure I check off all those boxes. That's the other thing that comes out of it. Most sellers, so veterinarians, please listen up because I put you in that seller group. Most sellers, we are selfish. We don't care about the buyer. All we care about is the check going to clear. Wrong, wrong, wrong. We have to think like a buyer. We have to take the mindset of a buyer. And when you can do that, you make things so much easier. The second thing that the preparation does, as important as removing the skeletons in the closet, you're finding those hidden Rembrandts in the attic, and you're putting them out for public display. What's a Rembrandt, you may be asking? A Rembrandt is something that you are world-class in, your practice is world-class in. And usually it's at least one, but it's typically three to five. So what would be an example? Your culture could be an example. Money buys lots of things, but money cannot buy a rich and vibrant culture. Perhaps your practice specializes in certain areas that sets you apart from everyone else. So when you know what your Rembrandts are, it not only grows your business because you can broadcast that to the world, but it lets Ivan and Ryan know how special you are and what a terrific practice that you have.
0: So, Jeffrey. I'm kind of thinking about it in the same way that a political campaign goes and digs up, you know, dig up your own dirt before the other side can find those things and figure out how you can spotlight those or or address them. And I guess for a business, it's a really nice opportunity if you do have outstanding debts that are issues or some tax liabilities or things like that that you can clear up prior to going into the acquisition process, perhaps clearing those things out. And then you're, as you said, highlighting the real positives and the benefits there. I know I think probably a lot of people look at maybe hoping that they can hide those things under the rug or the bad things or keep them in the closet and maybe they won't open the right door. But I don't think a lot of people look at the idea of Really spotlighting the Rembrandts, as you said, so that's a really neat takeaway that I think a lot of people should look at.
2: Well, absolutely, Ryan, and, and you're spot on. And you know, two things with what you said. And for all the veterinarians that are listening out there, let's put on the head of a buyer. Let's think from Ivan and Ryan's perspective, as an example. If you're going to buy a house, would you just walk in sight unseen and and buy the first house that you saw and just write the check, whatever's being asked for? Or are you going to get an inspection report? Are you going to look around? Are you going to kick the tires, so to speak? So Ivan and, and Ryan, I mean, you're in business to be in business, and that's a good thing. But in order to do that, you have to make sure that your investment's going to be here today, tomorrow, and for many years. So the questions that Ivan and Ryan are, are asking you are what you would do if the situation was reversed. I'll let you in on a little secret that, that most business owners, most veterinarians, for your practice, you're, you're not going to necessarily realize until now, the strategies and the tactics of preparation are one and the same for growing your practice. So Ryan, back to what you're saying, when you do a deep dive, and whether it's you find you have taxes issues, maybe you have some kind of environmental issues, you look at the overall, you do a quality of earnings report, all those things, as you're looking at that, you're cleaning up your practice so that you can be more efficient, which leads to higher profits and and everyone's happier. And, And so it really, the preparation does a wonderful thing. It helps to grow your practice, your revenues, and your profits, which leads to down the road a, a better day for you when both of you come along and look to invest in that practice.
0: As you mentioned the the real estate things, um I'm married to a to a realtor and so very very familiar with how crazy the real estate market is right now. And it's interesting because some of those things are people putting in offers and they're oh my gosh, they're scared. Are we going to be able to get the house? You know, Is someone going to swoop in and buy it before us? And what are we going to do to make our offer look more attractive? And it does mirror a lot of what's happening in the veterinary consolidation where people are saying, are people skipping the due diligence a bit? Or are they not looking at things as well? Or maybe from the seller's perspective, oh my gosh, do we need to hurry and rush and make sure that we capitalize on a deal while this consolidation market is still so hot and maybe not do the seller's due diligence into the buyer? Do you think that that's maybe a mistake that the sellers are doing and that they're not making sure that they're asking the questions of the buyer, that they're the right cultural fit, that they're just looking at how many zeros are on there versus who are they're going to be working for and with for the next 5, 10, 15 years, maybe longer, and who their team is going to be working with?
2: Ryan, have you been through the Deep Wealth experience? I mean, that is a page right of our playbook. (laughs) I'm swimming in the
0: deep end with you right now.
2: (laughs) I love it. You are spot on. Excellent, excellent point. In our nine-step roadmap, step number three, the future buyer, one of the things that we talk about, or investor in your case, one of the things that we talk about is cultural alignment. Because the offer that's the highest, the offer that has the most numbers in it isn't necessarily the best offer. And what's more important is the cultural alignment with the future buyer, particularly Ryan, as you pointed out, for the veterinarian practice that you team up with, everyone is now working together for a good number of years. So what's been interesting is with the pandemic, if we leave the veterinarian industry for just a moment and we go to some other industries, what I've seen is that businesses that have partnered in a similar situation when there wasn't a cultural fit That pandemic just made things even worse because you had different beliefs and different core values. Conflicts arose and you don't want that. So what's been interesting with the pandemic? I had a guest come onto my podcast and he was sharing with me how the pandemic illustrated to him why cultural fit is so important. So this client, much like your community, was out there looking for someone to invest in his business and they would be working together for many years. And when the pandemic hit, this individual was in the airport logistics business. So you can imagine in the early days of the pandemic, there's no flights, airports are closed, there's no business. And what does this fellow want to do? He wants to fly across the country to all these different airports that are his customers and speak to people on the ground, see what's going on, speak to his employees, see what's happening. And it would have been very easy for his investor to say, hey, are you crazy? You want to spend seven figures to do this when revenues are down and we're not even sure we're going to be in business this time next year. However, because there was a cultural alignment, they shared the same core values. The answer was an absolute yes. So Ryan, back to your insight, which is spot on, the highest offer isn't always the best offer. And what you absolutely must do as a veterinarian is your own due diligence. Just as Ivan and Ryan are asking you questions, you better be asking Ryan and Ivan your questions to make sure that you have a fit because you're all going to be working together. You want to make sure that the cultures are going to align with each other so that everybody has a very long, bright and prosperous future ahead of each other.
1: I wanted to go back a little bit to your comment about, you know, doing the due diligence prior to due diligence by acquirer. I did a course at in Harvard on MA and there was a phrase that I really liked and, and I use it about the acquisitions that there you rarely find Good surprises after the sale of the house. (laughs) The house is sold, and when you you not find, you know, oh, this basement is actually finished, and it was unfinished in the deal. No, you find the leaky roof, the full septic tank, and things like that. So you want to. But what's interesting, and I went through the acquisition process a couple of years ago as a seller. What was interesting? It's a different feeling. It's you know when you're going through it and. You want to be maximum transparent and find everything you can because usually the agreement does lock certain caveats to the deal that if, you, if something is found later, you can actually default on the deal. So, so it's important to do that process with a full transparency and doing it in advance, I think, an excellent recommendation. That's a great way to do it. So we have about 60 plus consolidators in the veterinary domain, and everybody is going after the veterinary clinics. We actually know that there's about 30 to 40 brokers that are calling on each clinic simultaneously. It's it's nuts what's going on right now. But what we see a lot that the sellers are walking away from the deal without really disclosing why. And it's sort of, you know kind of like a cold feet at the deal. And I understand if this is not the best offer, maybe in price or the culture or something like that, but sometimes they just walk away and not sell. So Jeffrey, in your experience, what are those reasons that sometimes people decide to sell the business? And then after shopping around, like, what is it like out there? Then they change their mind. Are there common trends across the different industries or, or is it specific to us? Or is there some reasons that people internally have that they might say, no, it's not the right time for me?
2: It's a wonderful question and insight. And before jumping into that, the one thing, Ivan, that you're saying that really you are, again, both you and Ryan are spot on with everything that you're saying. Transparency has got to be key. So all you veterinarians out there, don't lie. Put it all out there. Chances are, Ryan and Ivan, they've seen it a thousand times. What you think is your worst nightmare it may not even be a concern for Ryan and Ivan. So you always tell the truth because in any kind of deal, any kind of transaction, the currency isn't money, it's trust. When everyone trusts each other, that's when a deal happens. And so Ivan, back to your question of why would a business owner or a seller walk away even though they initially said, I I want to sell. I mean, we see this across the board. And one of the things that we do at the Deep Wealth Experience for every participant, every business owner that's going through it. We actually go way past the liquidity event after it finishes and, and go even beyond that. And we have one question. It's called the now what question. And the now what question is this? I want you to imagine Ryan and Ivan have walked in and they're the best game in town. You guys know that. So you end up doing a deal with them and it's terrific for you. You check off the boxes. And you now imagine, okay, what does that look like for my life? What does that mean? Financially, what does that mean for you? Schedule-wise, what does that mean for you? How does it change your life? What's going to get you out of bed motivated and happy? And by doing that before you actually go through a liquidity event is powerful. Because the last thing that you want to find out after you've spent all this time and money going through due diligence, going through negotiations, and then you're saying to yourself, you know what? I don't think I like how this is going to look like for me, how my life is going to pan out after this deal. Maybe I should just walk away. Wouldn't it be better to do that upfront before you spent a dime on due diligence and all those hours and meetings and and taking uh, time away to figure out if this deal makes sense or not, to do that in advance. And and look, there's nothing wrong in saying right now at this point in my life, I'd prefer not to do a deal. I'll just keep on doing what I'm doing And perhaps at another time, I'll revisit this. Nothing wrong with that. It's all a personal choice. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's what's best for you. But it is best to do that well in advance so you're not having to tell Ryan or Ivan, hey, thank you. But no, thank you. I'm I'm just not going to move forward with the deal.
1: That's great. I totally agree with that. The one thing that we did here, it was it was exactly that, that people didn't understand what it would look like after. And there was no plan. I think that, you know, one of the things that we are finding with veterinarians, which is similar situation when someone wants to become a veterinarian since they were a child, for the most part, people decide to become a veterinarian when they're eight, 10 years old. And then they set out this very far goal from where they are. And the people that do become veterinarians, they're very diligent on following their goals. And when they arrive to that point where they get the diploma of veterinarian, they go to practice. And now it's nine to five poking vaccines or whatever your, you know, specialties. And they didn't really think about that. They had a dream about becoming veterinarian. They didn't really plan in their head what it would be like to be a veterinarian day to day. And what are my next goals? So I think this kind of ties into that experience as well is, yes, getting a check is good, but then what are you going to do with it? What's the life look like? What's my morning going to look like? I think that's an excellent advice to kind of play that, and understand what's going to happen after that. I do want to ask, can you please tell our listeners and especially veterinarians that are interested maybe to work with you? I don't know if you work internationally or only in Canada. Jeff, you're based out of Toronto, which I love. I lived there for a while. Can you just tell us about what do you do for your sort of customers and if they hear how they can find you?
2: sure absolutely and and thank you and deep wealth and the deep wealth experience we are industry agnostic because we really focus big picture wise on the strategies and the tactics you know the truth is as a veterinarian you are the world's expert on your particular practice you already have the answers you may not have the questions so what we have is a 90 day system industry agnostic it's For business owners who know they're going to have a liquidity event, but it's not going to be tomorrow or next week or next month. It might be a year or more away. And when you go through the 90-day system, you have access to all of our strategies and tactics. These are the same strategies that I use for my nine-figure liquidity event. You're in a mastermind group, so you're with other business owners from different industries who are not competitors Smart and successful like yourself also looking to have a liquidity event. And then you have a success coach, which for the first few number of groups that are going through, it's myself and my business partner. And over the course of the 90 days, what you're doing on the 91st day is you walk away with a blueprint to optimize the value of your business. And then as important, I would say even more important, you've also created a certainty within yourself that when the time comes for your liquidity event, you know, you absolutely know that you're capturing the maximum value. It's one thing to believe, it's another thing to know. And when you have one chance for the most important financial decision of your life you better know. It's okay to believe after you know, but not the other way around. And that's what the Deep Health Experience is all about. It's really worldwide. As long as you're speaking English, we're terrific across time zones and would love to have you and welcome you.
0: That's great. Well, two questions that we ask at the end of each one of our episodes is first, what book or podcast or YouTube video or, or any sort of knowledge base that you have that you think people should get into and, and either read or listen to?
2: That's a terrific question. My goodness, I I have so many books that are are just floating through my mind. I'm going to go back to a classic, classic book. It's one of my favorites, and it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, Dale Carnegie, we don't do business with strangers. We like to do business with friends. And when you have the ability and the skill set to communicate, and you know how to communicate, and you know how to be a conversationalist, both in business and in life, life just becomes so much richer. Business becomes so much better. And that's one of my, my favorite books and topics.
0: That's a classic. Yep. And then our last question is, who else would you recommend that we have as a guest on our podcast? I know you have your own podcast. So you've probably had some wonderful people on there, but who should we have?
2: You know, as I think about it, I, I'm thinking of Jess Toddfeld, who is a world-class individual. He comes from the world of television, hosted A gazillion different TV episodes, and then got into communications for business professionals. Because when you think about it, again, going back to the Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, it's all about communications. Well, just takes it to both an art and a science of how do you communicate with people? How do you present? How should you be talking with your patients? When Ryan and Ivan walk through that door, how can I communicate with them in a way that gets them excited about the opportunity? That's in front of everyone here. And Jess is truly exceptional.
0: We really appreciate learning from you. This was super insightful and lots of great information to learn. And I think a lot of the listeners that we have could learn a lot of great things from you as well. So Jeffrey, thank you again for joining us. I know that people should listen to your podcast as well for more insights. And again, hope you guys have a great day and thank you again.
2: Thank you, it's an absolute pleasure and honor to to be here on the show. Thank you so much. And please everyone stay healthy and safe.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at vetintegrations.com.